0: Powered through the Alaska Airlines studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross.
2: Here we go now. You are listening to Bump and Stacy. Bump and I are in our final hour here. We got a short show for you guys, and we also have a guest for you guys, Brandon Gustafson, BG, in studio with us. He What's is an up? author for seattlesports.com. You guys are reading his work regularly if you're checking out the website. Uh, he writes about all these teams. We always bring it in for Mariner stuff because you are a die-hard baseball fan, a former pitcher, and you're here to talk to us again for a little Mariner's Roundtable. Bump and I have questions, but I want to open it up for you guys. If you want to text anything in where you're like, oh, my God, I've been dying to talk about this. Send it now to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Let's start.
1: Say, 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 Stacy. Uh-huh. Can I start it? Oh, yeah. Tell. So what you doing this weekend, BG? Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> What like, you this doing this weekend? This oh so, my gosh!
3: Let the people know. I let you take you know, this right off the rail. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, go just, ahead. No, r- Real it. quick, no you answer. know, uh, you know, I know Bumps a big golf guy, so oh, I have to drop really? the news. Oh yeah, I know. How are the greens, Bump? Doing pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. <laughs>
2: greens playing.
3: <laughs> I'm hyped for my new right getting now. Getting fitted for my first actual like iron set tomorrow. Yeah. PXG Bellevue. I'm super excited. Let's about that. go. PXG. Yeah. PXG. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're awesome. States. What's
2: PXG stand for?
3: Ah, pretty extreme golf.
2: Nice. From uh, pretty extremely golf. Golf. golf
3: yeah that's right
2: <laughs> I do, you know what i I haven't been, I haven't been fitted for clubs well why not I don't know, because I just use the uh, little well, you kid. You got have to. <laughs> yeah, when I go there, I just use the I got to
1: saw them down for Stacey. Yeah, that's what they
2: do. They're like, you know what? Uh, let's see what we got back here. I mean, we have a back scratcher you can use.
1: Oh, okay, thank you <laughs> do for letting you, me you do, do that. You want to do the first
2: question? Why don't you just get a No, no, go ahead. No, no ahead. I insist. You do I
1: already, I already, no, it's, it's you. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me get that out. You're out. welcome, Bump.
2: Uh, let's start with WBC before okay. we actually get to like Mariners, Mariners at Cactus League. Uh, we got a couple guys missing, but we also have some big games coming up in the WBC. Tell us what you're looking forward to. Yeah,
3: I, you know, just looking at the rosters and that, that's. Obviously, one of the most exciting things is just seeing which guys are playing for which teams, and there's a lot of guys that are that are across all these teams. Japan, in particular, where there's some guys that you just don't know, but you know they're anchored by a guy like Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at these teams and these rosters, I think it's it's very clear that the Dominican Republic and the mm-hmm. U.S. Oh, have just some elite elite dudes. I, I think the U.S. is kind of lacking in starting pitching. I don't think their starting pitching really jumps off the page like it, kind of like the DRs does. Sandy Alcantara was probably the best pitcher in base. Baseball last year with the Marlins, but both these teams just elite lineups. Obviously, I think if you're a Mariners fan, you should be paying really close attention to what the Dominican Republic does because Julio and Teoscar Hernandez are two of their main outfielders. Diego Castillo is going to be one of their main relievers. So, really looking forward to it. I I do think that kind of the time of year that this happens is always a little interesting. Having it happen in the middle of spring training, obviously, you're going to be worried about injuries and whatnot, especially on the pitching side of things. But Overall, it's just a really cool environment. Really different. It's a lot different than watching, you know, any sort of major league game outside of the playoffs. Just the atmosphere that comes around with it. It's a, it's a really cool environment. I would imagine because you know
1: in international basketball rules change. Is there any kind of rule changes in in,
3: in an event like this? Not really. They they are sticking with like last year's rules Uh so there's not really shift restrictions i don't think they have the pitch clock and things like that so it'll look more like baseball has looked in the last few years Mm -hmm. so you might see some extreme left-handed shifts and whatnot but overall uh you know it's it's a lot of the best players in the league not everybody's going out there but you are going to see guys like Mike Trout and Paul Goldschmidt who was the NL MVP last year playing for Team USA and like I mentioned Julio Teoscar Hernandez Juan Soto uh, Manny Machado are playing for the DR like Shohei's playing for Team Japan like this is one of the most loaded WBC like just Mm -hmm. overall talent wise that that we've ever seen and that's going to be super fun to watch
2: Uh, here
3: oh Uh, real quick Czech Republic. Do you know anyone on that <laughs> roster? No, but, it's like, man. I was
2: just going to ask about
3: that. that. I'm not kidding. Yeah, that, I swear. that home run last night, I mean, you're talking about just, you know, down to the final out. It's just absolute, you know, it's, it's what a lot of guys call just like a daddy hack. Just going out there full <laughs> A send. daddy hack? Oh, yeah. Just full swing. Just trying to hit that ball as far as he possibly can. Dude, awesome. hit an absolute tank. That was so oh, cool. Man, Love it.
2: Daddy hack. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have uh, some guys still that we're watching here in Cactus League play for the Mariners that are not at the WBC. For Shannon sure. mentioned she's looking closely at the infield. What are you watching? Like, if you're a Mariners fan and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, now is a chance for me, you know, you don't get Julio, you don't get a couple other guys, but who are you watching sure. closely? Uh,
3: I mean, younger guys, unfortunately somebody that, a younger bat that we thought might be able to help this team this year, Cade Marlowe, looks like he's a little banged up, left yesterday's game. It's not exactly certain when he's going to come back, but uh, you know, some of those roster bubble type guys like a Cooper Hummel, for instance, I think is somebody that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, they're getting some utility guys back into game action. Tommy Lastella played his first game yesterday. He DH'd. Uh, sounds like Dylan Moore is going to be playing early next week. So mm-hmm. those are two guys to kind of keep an eye on, just kind of see how they're progressing. I think it's been really interesting to see how they've used Sam Haggerty because as we saw last year, he played almost exclusively in the outfield, but he's somebody who actually came up as a middle infielder. I believe he was drafted as a second baseman with the New York Mets so he's somebody who's been bouncing around the diamond he played a little bit of third base uh, the other day actually which was you know which caught my eye so just kind of seeing some of those roster bubble type guys because as we've talked about a lot of this roster assuming that everybody's healthy it, it is pretty set right. uh, rotation you you know who you got for the most part you know who your outfield is especially when Taylor Tramell went down really made it so Kelnick kind of stood out amongst those left-handed bats in the outfield so just kind of keeping a close eye on those roster bubble guys and Evan mm-hmm. White for instance those guys that are maybe fighting for a utility 26 man spot. Uh, I, I think that's kind of what, what's good to keep an eye on as some of these guys like the Julios and Teoskers aren't in camp right now. Young pitching. Miller had himself a uh, <laughs>
1: a nice little outing the other day. That dude is nasty. What do we see? How patient do I need to be with him? Who, <laughs> I was patient with Julio for a year and then the, right. that second year I'm like, okay, now we need yeah. to see this happen.
3: How patient do I need to be with this kid? Well, well the, the Miller thing will be worth keeping an eye on because you kind of hear it a lot. Like if you're he could impact this team as a bullpen guy like right away. And there is a legitimate case to me that maybe he is actually their fifth best starter over Marco and Flexen, but it's just he doesn't have that experience yet and this is a good team you don't know if you want that kind of an arm right. to to break camp necessarily. uh but it sounds like they really do think his, his future is in the rotation, which that's not what most people thought when he was coming out of college when he was a fourth round pick. And that's part of why he fell to the fourth round. Um, but if they're going to move him to the bullpen and have him be there for a year, probably should come sooner than later you know, get him ready for that because you can you can kind of move that guy, you know, you can have guys limit their innings, so to speak, in, in that sense of shortening their role. You can't really stretch it back out. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it's kind of like what happened with Matt Brash last year, for instance, where he started as a starter and then went to reliever. Um, but ultimately, if, if Miller is one of their 13 best guys and they think like, hey, this is a guy that would do really well for us uh, in the bullpen, impact us that way, maybe it is worth keeping him on the opening day roster as a mm-hmm. reliever. But I totally understand. Where they might want to keep him in Tacoma or Arkansas to start the year, keep him stretched out in case you know Marco or Flexen or somebody either yeah. gets hurt, struggles, what have you. But it's a it's a it's a good problem to have. Right now, he got maybe seven, eight quality, potential big league starting pitchers and a lot of teams don't have that or right. are even close to that.
2: Hey, uh, I'm looking ahead a little bit to the season, uh, but for good reason. David Schoenfield for ESPN Plus has a new article where he ranks the five teams he think, will, think thinks will improve most in 2023. The Mariners are not on here, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. everyone expects them to be a wild card team and, and contending. He's looking at teams that have really struggled that can take a step forward. Sure. Uh, two of the five are in the AL West with the Angels <laughs> and the Rangers. Now, uh, their projected win totals are not as much as Seattle's, though uh, the Angels are just behind Seattle's in the Pocota totals. So uh, if you're looking at, you know, why this matters for Seattle, um, Brandon, it feels less like, oh, these guys could be wildcard teams and more like, hey, Seattle, when you're contending, yeah, every game's going to matter. And this is a reminder that those series were important. Yeah, for sure.
3: And Texas uh, has done a good job of upgrading their, their rotation specifically. They they had a good lineup last year. It's just their their rotation was not very good. <laughs> Getting a Jacob deGrom and Nathan Uvalde, those are two guys that have huge injury concerns. But when they're on the mound, they're dynamic, game-changing pitchers. Uh, Texas has a very big, <laughs> like, like, floor-to-ceiling gap because... Because of that rotation in particular, because of those injuries, uh, the Angels are interesting. I, I still think people are a little higher on them than maybe they should be. Uh, you know, having Trout and Rendon and Otani obviously changes the game in a lot of ways. But boy, oh boy, like that team is still just not close enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think Phil Nevin is a very good manager either.
2: I keep forgetting uh, right? he's still there. Like, yeah, yeah, i legitimately it's kind of, I forgot. It's kind of surprising. <laughs> I'll right yeah.
3: so. Yeah, and one one thing that will change this year that you know some people might not remember or know about is you're playing less games in division. You're mm-hmm. you're playing everybody yeah. this year. That's not always the case, so you're playing less division games. So you're not going to be playing the Astros as much or the Angels as much or the Rangers as much. So in some ways that's good. Like you're it's like okay, good. I don't want to play the Astros that many times. But at the same time, it's also like man, like having those games against the Angels um, and the A's maybe. Uh, in your back pocket be kind of (laughs) nice but uh, yeah overall I I think like of those two teams Texas would maybe worry me a little bit it's just that health aspect of it is such a huge question mark and uh, again like they, they could be anywhere from like a 70 to like an 88 win team and that's a huge gap
1: yeah hey so during the spring we're always looking at these young guys who's next up but what about the coaches the service give guys more responsibility during the spring to kind (laughs) of prep them for the next role like Pete Carroll does with his staff?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not super sure about that, but like somebody like Christopher Negron, for instance, uh, first base coach, and he was the the Tacoma Rainiers manager the year prior. Uh, he ended up actually managing a few games for the Mariners this past season, if you remember, because not only did Scott get COVID, but right. so did Manny who had yeah. two different stints as an MLB manager and is somebody who I believe has has uh, had interviews for MLB manager roles in the past uh, while during his time with the Mariners. So Negron is a young guy that I would kind of look at as maybe somebody that uh, could could be a big league manager, you know, be it for the Mariners or somebody else. Um, I know that he works very closely with the outfielders. If you go and you're at a game early, like in immediate capacity and are mm-hmm. able to go down on the field, wait for these pregame interviews with service and whatnot and watch them do early work, Perry Hill and Christopher Negron are two guys that are typically helping run all of that. So Negron is somebody who's a younger guy who I could see them kind of Keep adding more and more and more to his plate.
2: Uh, Okay, so I want to get back to the WBC for just a second. Again, if you guys have any, uh, we've got a couple, uh, four more minutes here. So if you want to get any last topics we haven't covered, 866-979-3776. I know you have the schedule for the WBC for Saturday in front of you. I have it just in case you want it. Yeah, sure. Uh, So I was going to ask, okay, so here are viewing choices. These are all going to be on Fox FS1 or FS2. If we are just a a more casual fan, sell us on one or two of these games where it's like, you guys have to be watching. Like, what games Uh, are you watching?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, just looking at this right away the The Dominican Republic versus Venezuela stands out again. Yeah. The 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 Dominican Republic roster is super super loaded, and from a Mariners perspective, Gino Suarez, third mm-hmm. base for for Team Venezuela. So you got you've got some Mariner connections there. I think you have four total guys that are on that, uh, and, and that's going to be
2: at um five four p.m. Yeah,
3: and then and then the other one. If again, this is kind of more from a Mariner's lens, but Great Britain, Harry Ford, the Mariner's top right. prospect, he's Harry probably Ford. he's probably right. Great Britain's best player, honestly. Okay. He he was leading off for them in qualifiers. He's he's an exceptional young talent. Is, he,
1: a, is he like born and raised Great Britain, or I got parents? I mean, or... I, I'm sure
3: it's a lineage thing. I mean, yeah. the, the guy's from Georgia. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's right. he's yeah. drafted okay. To, you know, he's from Georgia, so I'm sure it's from a lineage Georgia. thing, right? <laughs> I mean, like you have a guy like Lars Newtbar who plays for Team Japan. You would never think in a million years that a guy named Lars Newtbar would be playing for Team Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it works out that way. So those would be the two games I'm keeping a close eye on. I mean, you guys know I love kind of keeping a close eye on young guys and prospects yeah, and stuff. So I'm yeah. super interested what Harry Ford is going to be able to do against some big league quality arms that Team USA does have.
2: OK, so DR at Venezuela at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's on FS1. Great, Brit- Great Britain uh, at USA at, I'm doing math, 6 p.m. Pacific on Fox.
1: All right, so... They tell us not to pay attention too much to numbers in the spring. Sure. Kennedy Royals are eleven and two. <laughs> I just ignore that.
2: I what, just am I, what am I supposed to do? Uh, like,
1: oh, no, they're gonna be garbage. They're eleven and two. What's going on? Yeah, who, I, who, I wouldn't who, worry too much about
3: who, that. Who's their who's their their guy over there? Well Bobby Witt Jr. was uh was probably the third best rookie in the American League last year behind mm-hmm. Julio and Adley Rutschman. I mean I was just thinking about this morning like the American League rookie class last year was stupid stacked because Mm -hmm. like George Kirby in a lot of years might have been a runaway winner or Mm -hmm. like a top two or top three guy and he finished like eighth in voting you had Pena in there too like It was just ridiculously loaded. But, yeah, I don't think Kansas City is going to be very good. I think they're still a team that's probably a year or two away. But a lot of young guys in there led by Bobby Witt Jr., who's a super, super talented young guy, another big power speed guy, huge arm in the infield, whether he's playing shortstop or third base. He's a lot of fun. I'm going to Vegas. Money on the Royals. No, you're not. (laughs) Money on the Royals.
2: (laughs) You're absolutely not. Uh, All right, Brandon, thanks for sitting with us. Uh, Tell us what we have to look forward to either today, either from you, from anyone else on seattlesports.com this weekend.
3: Yeah, so Shannon's down there in Peoria, obviously. She's going to probably be having a story or two every single day from down there. Uh, John Schneider was on with Wyman and Bob yesterday. Oh, we, yeah. we, we had the story about their talks with Bobby Wagner, but he had some other insight into just the draft and Gino's contract, and he kind of responded a little bit to those Russell Wilson wants me fired rumors, you know, and so just kind of two things that'll probably one up today, one tomorrow. So keep an eye nice. on that. No, sure. spoilers no spoilers to for... those
2: answers. Go check out seattlesports.com. If you listen to us on the app, all you have to do is click the news icon that's already in the app, and it'll take you right to those stories. Uh, he is Brandon Santos. Gustafs- People where they can find you.
3: Yeah, uh, seattlesports.com, Twitter at VB Gustafson. Uh, not only just a lot of different sport things, but uh, pictures of my dog and my cat. So yeah. keep an eye on that. Yeah, hey, uh,
2: thanks. BG. I almost said thanks, Mav. I was thrown off now. Mav's his dog. <laughs> All right, thank you, Brandon. This hour of Bump and Stacey is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. Let's get to four down territory.
0: This, this is four down territory going inside, inside the, the game. game. What former Seahawks and Coug wide receiver Michael Bumpus. First
2: down, Bump. When you're done placing your bets on Kansas City, what's an indication the country really does (laughs) love watching real football?
1: They love some real football. You know how you know? Combine was this weekend. You got all these healthy young men running around in their tights and stuff. <laughs> and uh, the XFL got more views than NFL Combine. The Good. best day for the Combine was, of course, the QBs and the wide receivers running around. They averaged, what, 379,000 views. XFL per game, 571,000. It's a letdown from 2020. I think 2020, they're right around a million. But um, XFL was standing strong. It went up against the NFL Combine. And then this also tells the league Mm -hmm. maybe people aren't as interested in the Combine as you think that they are. But, no, I like that because, you know, I'm a football fanatic. I did watch the Combine. I was watching as many XFL games as I can. And the people have spoken. They like real football. The Combine is fun. You get stories like Anthony Richardson. Uh, You get Levis entering the mix and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, helmet, shoulder pads, football wins every time.
2: Um. Who was the player who got uh, fired, released, and everything for uh, maybe sharing a playbook?
1: Shared a playbook. Do you guys
2: remember him? I
1: forgot. What he, was is, like, on he was on Orlando's team. Yeah. He's
2: on Orlando's team. It's okay. He was like a random kind of like journeyman uh, quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Now, hear me out. XFL. As a consumer of reality TV, I would highly recommend that guy signing with another team and then having mic'd up <laughs> moments. I'm just saying, like, you want to get even a couple more viewers? Yeah. Well, that's the way you to do You know who's it. great
1: mic'd up? Danucci. Whenever he makes a play, his reactions oh. are pure
2: and priceless. Ben Danucci, Second down. <laughs> All right, Adam Thielen, reportedly going to be released by the Vikings after nine years that via ESPN. What has made Thielen's stint with Minnesota so impressive now that it's finally come to an end?
1: When you look at Adam Thielen and what he did as a Viking, okay, he was a two-time pro bowler in 17 and 18, all pro in 2017. He holds an NFL record for eight consecutive games with at least 100 yards. Right now, he's the fourth leading receiver all-time when it comes to yards in Vikings history. You got Chris Carter, Randy mm-hmm. Moss, and Anthony Carter. He's third all-time in our organization with receiving touchdowns, 51, and third with receptions. This guy was an undrafted free agent out of Minnesota State. I love stories like yeah. this because it shows, like, look, sometimes the NFL gets it wrong, and they clearly got it wrong with Adam Thielen, but then you got to get in the right system and take advantage of every opportunity. Thielen makes a tough catch. He's a route runner. He's not going to run by you, but I love stories like this because he made something out of nothing. This guy was just there for a tryout in July and then showed up in August and then made the ball club after being on the practice team. I love stories like this, and when you think of the greatest receivers in Vikings history, you mentioned Randy Moss and Chris Carter. You're going to throw the undrafted Adam Thielen in there, right above Stefan Diggs, because Diggs doesn't have the numbers that Thielen has. I just think that's an awesome story. Big ups to Adam.
2: And it's not even just undrafted, like you said, it's tryout. Like, so when you guys are looking at rookie camps, there's a difference between obviously the rookies who are drafted and then um, kind of like primary targets you had in free agency as undrafted rookies. And then there's just like tryout walk on players yeah. that are just kind of like, can I show up? And like, you're, you're just trying out. You're he not is even coming from, out. That's you're the just, thing.
1: You're just out there. You're auditioning. Almost. Yes.
2: You are like, the the lowest you could possibly get to just watching from the sideline as a fan. yeah You know what I mean? And he made it all the way from that to one of the best wide receivers in Man. franchise history. Very cool story. Let me
1: put it in perspective. for When I was on practice squad, I got maybe six reps of practice. These dudes are getting one or two. yeah And if you don't shine those one or two, the next guy will be in real quick.
2: Third down. Initial reports of the Geno contract were leaked and had people freaking out. Three days later, details are released, and it's looking more like a Seahawks-friendly deal. Why is that?
1: It's Seahawks-friendly, man. I went from boarding a plane in Palm Springs, scratching my head like, oh, my God, <laughs> $35 million a year. He can get up to, what, $52 million that yeah. first year. Those were the specifics, right? But this is, this is what it comes down to. All right, $28 million during that first year, and the Hawks can cut him and not have a big hit. All right, 27 million guaranteed, that sign-in bonus, and then he gets another 12.7. Before February 2024, if Gino doesn't go out and do what I think he's going to do, mm-hmm. they can cut him before that and save that 12.7 million. And there's a lot of escalators, it's performance-based type stuff. If you ball out, you do this, you get more yards, more touchdowns, Pro Bowl, you make more money. So he can make 15 million extra dollars in 2024 and 2025 based on his performance. It's an incentive-based deal. They're giving him a lot of money up front, but it's not going to be that 52 in the first year. Yep. It's not going to be that 40 that you're thinking, and the Hawks have a way out of it. Gino bet on himself and said, look, I understand this contract. I understand you need to bring guys in to help me win, so I'm not going to try to bank the, break the bank. I wonder what other offers were out there for him or if he even entertained those offers and then said, look, I'm going to stay here. So imagine how we felt on Monday. Fast forward to Friday. I think everybody in Seattle feels a bit better about the situation.
2: I've received an update on the XFL QB situation from a listener. Okay. He was actually reinstated. Was he? Yeah. This says uh, so he was cut by the team for reportedly giving out plays from the team's playbook to other teams. Then he was reinstated. It was a complete reversal, and the league said we're still actively reviewing a personnel issue regarding the player on the Guardians who was released from the team yesterday afternoon. Additional information on the situation was brought to the attention of the league overnight, and the league has reinstated the player, and it's still conducting a formal investigation, so it's mm. under review, but he was reinstated. All right, I just gotta correct myself. I, I, I,
1: hope, I hope that's the case because giving the other team the plays, mm-hmm. like, come on, what kind of competitive are you?
2: Fourth down. Mm-hmm. Why are you loving the way the Hawks are doing business right now?
1: Oh, man, it feels so good to be a Hawk fan right now because you're looking at the Rams. (laughs) Too good. And you're like, the heck is going on over there? Let me break it down for you. From 2017 to 2023, all right, they gave a first-round picks. For Jared Goff, he's with the Lions. Brandon Cooks, he's with the Texans now. Jalen Ramsey, he's leaving. Matthew Stafford is expensive. They're trying to ship him off also. Marcus Peters, he's a free agent this year. He's gone. Dante Fowles with the Cowboys. And Von Miller is with the Bills. Yes, they sacrificed to get a Super Bowl championship. Mm -hmm. They did get that. 22 years in between their first championship and their last championship. And now you have a quarterback that's going to hit you, going to hit you for like 56 million cap next year. So I'm looking at the way the Rams have done it. And I go, yes, they sold out and they got a Super Bowl, but they're going to be Garbitis for like two mm-hmm. or three years, at least minimum. i look at the, the Seattle Seahawks and I go, man, they might not make the moves that we all want. They might not hit on every single draft, but there's one thing that they have been is competitive for over a decade. In the year that they weren't supposed to be competitive, they still found a way to do that. So I sit back and I go, look, the Hawks might not get a Super Bowl in the next two or three years, but at least they are in the mix. If I'm a Rams fan, you already don't fill up SoFi Stadium. It's really going to be empty. That's in still that wild. Thing. It's going to be crazy. So I just look at the way they do business and I go, you know what? I'd rather do business with the Hawks than with the Rams. It's getting crazy over there.
2: The Rams' audience in L.A. is just one of the weirdest things to me because there was a minute there where you were one of the most dominant teams in football for a stretch of a couple years, obviously going to a Super Bowl, losing, going to a Super Bowl, winning mm-hmm. another. And it was like your Super Bowl parade didn't look particularly exciting and not even in the way that, like, Kansas City's kind of smaller, but theirs was still packed, right? Seattle's obviously was absolutely insane. Uh, it's just not the same kind of fan base la is a
1: basketball city
2: it's a basketball city yeah. and i know that you were there prior but it's just it, they haven't rallied around football in the it's same
1: basketball year. and sc
2: yeah uh all right you are listening to bump and stacy on seattle sports in the seattle sports app coming up in the timeline an nba star got his money's worth going off on a ref that's next
1: this
0: is the timeline with Bump and Stacy. Brought to you by One Eight Hundred
3: DUI Away.
2: You are listening to The Timeline on Bump and Stacy. Bump and I are with you for 30 more minutes, and then we're sending you to Mariners play-by-play uh, for uh, some Cactus League play. First pitches at 1210. We're sending you the pregame show at noon. Uh, we have What I Need to Know to wrap up the show in 15 minutes. Get your questions in any question you have to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Again, that's in 15, so you have a couple minutes to think on it, but I'm taking your questions now, so first come, first serve. Get those in, 866-979. Seven nine Let's get to the timeline. We'll start in the NBA with our first story. Toronto Raptors guard Fred Van Fleet got his mo- Vliet got his money's worth by going off on NBA referee Ben Taylor.
1: I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on um, most nights, you know, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just f- the game up. You know, and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what
3: the NBA is and was and um it's been disappointing this season
2: frederick he was van uh van he was fine (laughs) thirty thousand dollars for that rant about the refs and you know what like he's probably saying what a lot of people think
1: heck yeah he is man he's heated Fifty-one thousand. i did the math my man is getting paid 21 million dollars this year that's point zero zero 2-4% 2-4% of his salary. He ain't tripping off of that. Somebody needs to say it every now and then. He sounds like me and my boys when we're sitting at a table just talking about referees mm-hmm. and sports and whatnot. I appreciated that, man. And 51000 he ain't even he ain't losing no. no sleep off of that.
2: So uh, this was a road loss to the Clippers, 108-101. Um, he was uh, uh, called for a technical foul midway through the third quarter. So, again, this was... Um, da, 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 like two days ago or something. So then the next uh, conference he had is when he had that tirade. Then he was fined for him. And I don't know. I mean, I think uh, Curtis, you wrote, got his money's worth. I think that was part of it. He's like, hey, I'm going to get fined. So I was going to say everything yeah, I feel about this. You
0: to tiptoe around it if you're going to be dropping 30000 like,
2: If I'm getting thirty thousand, a $30,000 fine no matter what, <laughs> it's like cheat day, right? You're like, hey, Easy. am I just going to have a slice of pizza or am I going to order four? four pizzas. four. He He went all out, of course. Next up in the timeline, uh, let's head to the Pac-12 for this one. Utah AD Mark Harlan responded to a CBS Sports report about the four corner Pac-12 schools, Arizona, ASU, Utah, and Colorado, having interest in the Big 12. Quote, give me a break. That was his uh, retweet of that report from Dennis Dodd.
1: So he's saying... So
2: that's what I don't get.
1: No, we're not. Or... Can we just talk about this first before it's blasted all over uh, the Internet? Like, what exactly, what are you getting from this?
2: I took it as, like, give me a break. There's not interest or conversations happening there. But Dennis Dodd is well-sourced. And also as part of this report, they said there's varying interest from the four schools. Mm -hmm. So it could be that Utah isn't, like, a super part of those conversations, but maybe Arizona State is, right? Like, he didn't say, like, which schools were which, but... I don't know, Curtis, did you interpret it as Harlan being, like, not happening? How did you? Because it's, yeah. it's pretty it's not cryptic, but it's not specific.
0: I I interpreted it as him saying like, stop with this rumor mongering, mm-hmm. like Utah plans to remain in the Pac-12, which is
2: good news for the Pac, by the way, Curtis. Despite you wanting the Pac to fall apart, because you're a horrible yeah. person, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is the story's in the timeline because it's maybe good. But news also, for the
0: Utah's future in college athletics isn't really tied to one other school like how Oregon and Washington are kind of, you know, joined at mm-hmm. the hip. USC, mm-hmm. UCLA, Utah's kind of a, a, a lone ranger here, so they can kind of do whatever they please if they want to stay in the Pac-12. I guess that's that's their prerogative.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to choose to take it as good news. I'm
1: going to take it as bad news. He's like, give me a break. Let us get through conversations. We just had a meeting yesterday that's already leaking.
2: <laughs> Next up in the timeline, this is from Mike Garofolo, The Dolphins have informed quarterback Tua Tungavailoa they're picking up his fifth-year option. Once executed, Tungavailoa will be guaranteed $23.2 million for the 2024 season. Uh, according to Garofolo quote, it's another indication Miami is confident Tungavailoa will be their quarterback for a long time. Miami, one of the teams, by the way, that publicly was like, oh, we're not that interested in Lamar. Thanks, mm-hmm. but no thanks. So this is kind of part two of that.
1: Okay, I believe you now. And then also that rules out Tom Brady going to the Miami Dolphins because why would they pick up that fifth year if Tommy Boy was thinking about it? and uh, good for Tua man he just has to stay healthy I hope that and I know that Mm -hmm. I I don't know because Miami has been kind of shady over the past few years but I would hope that they have (laughs) done what they're supposed to do put this man through all the tests that's needed I mean MRI that thing three or four times if it's healthy I don't know how those things work but it's all contingent on Tua if Tua can be the guy that we saw for what seven eight games
2: dude eight weeks I was like Miami's gonna win the AFC
1: East dude was balling you have weapons over there you got one of the best one two combos in the league you're actually competing in the AFC East which was ran by the pages for so long you need Tua because you know what the Jets are gonna get Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. the Bills have Josh Allen you need Tua and we'll see what Mac Jones does is the AFC East gonna be sneaky really so good that's what I'm year? wondering
2: really it's just the Patriots that might be so you have the Bills the Jets the Patriots the Dolphins if the Dolphins, who have a good situation with head coach, great situation with um, wide receiver, will Mm -hmm. presumably try to improve their defense uh, in the offseason. I mean, I feel pretty good about Miami if Tua can stay healthy. Then you've got the Patriots figuring it out, but because it's the Patriots, you're never quite sure. Uh, And then obviously the Jets. If they've got Aaron Rodgers, would you take the Jets over the Bills or have the Bills done so much that you're like, it's like Kansas City in the AFC West where you're like, I can't just say suddenly it's not your division until you show me otherwise
1: well the bills gotta sign some guys yeah you got poyer the safety is a free agent tremaine Edmonds, a, a linebacker i talk about often who is uh who's a free agent von miller's over there had a decent year actually played better than i thought he was mm-hmm. going to play i think as of now you still have to give it to the bills but you have to see what moves they make
2: there's a tiny baby question mark though still about josh allen's interceptions last year
1: yeah Yeah, he went through about 14 of those things. I mean, I say that, and I'm
2: looking at the Jets who don't have a quarterback in Miami who has a quarterback that missed a lot of time. So Buffalo still got the advantage there. But the reason I mention it is because there are... uh, it's not wide open, but it's one of the more open divisions.
1: So would you take, all right, so Josh Allen threw 14 interceptions, 35 Man, touchdowns. That's almost
2: as much as Carson Wentz did yeah. in that one year.
1: But he also ran for seven touchdowns. So he accounted for 42 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Do you take that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you got to take that, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's just a bit more
1: responsive. He's got to get that completion percentage up a bit. He's sixty three right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. He was hard on himself for it too. Yeah. It's not like should a, be. That didn't happen, right? Um, all right, you guys. We are wrapping things up with what I need to know. Uh, we already have some good questions that we're going to get to before I give you that number. Let's see what's on tap.
0: This is what's on tap with Bump and Stacey, brought to you by Dick's Driving. So, folks. What's on tap? Well, what's on tap?
2: The Mariners are, in fact, immediately following us on Seattle Sports Station. And that's coming your way in just a little bit because first pitch is at 1210 p.m. But we're sending you a pregame show beginning at noon. That's what's on tap brought to you by Dick's Drive-In. What I need to know is coming your way. Get your questions. Any question in right now. Text it to the Mac and Jack's text line 866-979-3776. That's next.
0: Bumpin' Stacy.
2: Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios.
0: On Seattle Sports. Here are
1: your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacey Ross.
2: It is What I Need to Know, brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, Electric. Why are you hearing this at 1145? Because we're taking you to the Mariners game. Play-by-play starts at 10 p.m. pregame at noon, uh, immediately following us. So hang tight. We'll send you there in just one minute. So let's get to some of our questions. You can send your questions in, any question you have, to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866 979 3776 it can be sports, it can be life, it can be food, it can be anything. And I'm starting with not sports for our first bump. But I need to know, what's the most overrated chain restaurant? I personally believe it's Olive Garden. That place is, I'm saying, awful. <laughs> Besides the breadsticks. Breadsticks are bomb. Mm. Um, mm, Worst chain. I'm running uh, through my mind you know to see what? if there are sponsors. Don't I think mean, so.
1: I, I, don't, I don't hear too many people talking about this spot, but... Every time I go to Chili's, it's just not It's just not it.
2: Never it at a Chili's. It's not
1: it. Don't. Um go to Applebee's before. No, you go I will to say Chili's. I make
2: fun of Applebee's a lot cuz it's just a quick like it's a it is a mall parking lot restaurant. Yeah. I ate at Applebee's a ton when I was younger and I stand by Applebee's. Hey. Like the appetizers? Yeah. Mozzarella sticks, still bomb.
1: Chili's ain't it.
2: Uh I would yeah, Olive Garden, although I've had really, really, really good pasta. So that's why I also kind of like, mm. although those breadsticks, I, I would, I'll take 20 of those and put them in my bag right now and leave.
1: Wine by the bottle at Olive Garden, though is a lot cheaper than Oh, that other doesn't places. surprise me at all. It's probably still good wine. <laughs> yeah, There's still good wine.
2: Oh, uh, man. Um, see, I'm just thinking of fast food spots. Yeah. Um, hot take. Never liked Old Spaghetti Factory. Really? Yeah. Here's why it weirds me out. The menu's too big.
0: I don't. <laughs>
2: I don't want to go to a place where Get there are that many things that I can order. I don't trust it.
0: They've really uh, pared down them.
2: They should like because it got to the point really where it was slowly. like. I don't trust that any one food item is going to be that great mm. when you have this much stuff. Pick are you, five things that you specialize how in. How
0: intimidated are you by the Cheesecake Factory menu? Because that's Oh, that's what dictionary. I meant to
2: say. Sorry, that's what I meant. I meant Cheesecake Factory. This is oh. like the Pizza you pillows thing all over again.
0: Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't recall the Old Spaghetti Factory having that big <laughs> sorry, of a menu. I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, I switched it. Uh, what I need to know, name our starting D-line for the season, draft picks included. Oh, that's tough. How about this? Um... Name a draft pick you'd love to see. Yeah, how about a a D line with like? I'll let you be flexible with it, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be exact. But like some names you'd like to see, you know, if it's like the number five pick and Al Woods kind of thing.
1: Jalen at the nose, Quinton to the right or left of him, and uh, let's go. I don't know some type of another signing at the other the other end spot. Then you walk down Uchenna, or you walk down mm-hmm. DT. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, wow. As close as I can get right now.
2: Uchenna was had some uh, quiet like gaps last year, but I was looking up the defensive stats from last year for Seattle to see like where Bobby's numbers would rank, and he'd be like third in sacks, second in uh, tackles, something like that. Uchenna was even better than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize he had I think he had like twenty six quarterback hits and. Uh, he's had a solid year He was moving Yeah he was uh, Someone threw Red Lobster in here You're insane You're an insane cheddar person Cheddar biscuits
0: are incredible the, or, That's worth the price of
2: admission Dude Like that is What is the best On the table thing At any restaurant You've ever been to So Olive Garden breadsticks Cheddar biscuits Um Oh Chips and salsa for Azteca. Yeah. Period. It's
1: pretty mm-hmm, incredible mm-hmm. too. Endless fries,
2: Red Robin, holiday. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, what I need to know, um, we had, uh, someone wanting, uh, to know what we think about the allegations against LeBron, that he's doing PEDs. This stems from, it's like a UFC fighter, Chael Sonnen. uh, Chael Sonnen saying that he's got the same drug guy and he accused Tiger Woods and LeBron of allegedly using PEDs and, uh, it's just, I don't
1: know. Now, you we were talking off air about this. Yes. If you don't think that athletes today are pushing the limits of what they yep. can take and cannot take, then you are naive and mm-hmm. I have a beach in Idaho I'd love to sell you mm-hmm. for $2 million. These guys have to preserve their bodies. LeBron playing this well at 38 years old is not an accident. There is a formula to this thing. Yep. So he probably does have a drug guy, a PED guy, a guy that pushes the limits. Um, but you think he'd be caught up by now,
2: though? Uh, NFL draft Cansey. Oh, Kalijah uh, Cansey. We have a listener that said Carter Hargrave Cansey. Cansey. All new faces. All new. Um, all right. What I need to know, if you could visit any town in eastern Washington, what would it be? I feel like i know your answer
1: you know fight 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 for washington state win a victory pullman washington you know they have a beautiful golf course out there the Palouse ridge you go ahead and holler at that place beautiful place in the summertime no one's gonna be there not a, of, not a lot of not a lot of students and stuff yeah tell them i sent you you'll still play pay the uh maximum green fee don't worry about it
2: uh i would uh do you know what i did have a lot of fun in pullman um, does, uh, where's, um, central? What? Ellensburg. Does that count?
0: It's like, well, that's
1: central.
2: Now, eh. anything past, past the Cascades, past, past, yeah. here's the thing: I think is Eastern. Ellensburg was teeny, teeny, tiny, but I thought it was kind of nice. Was it cute? It was cute. I thought <laughs> oh, it was so cute. I liked it. Someone said, reconsider Olive Garden, Supa, Zupa, Toscana. Uh, is off the charts Chicken scampi Delish uh, Can
1: I tell you a real quick story About mm-hmm. Olive Garden
2: Yes you can My
1: father-in-law Is from El Salvador they, <laughs> We go up And we're sitting there And a the guy goes Super salad He goes yeah
3: <laughs> Super <laughs> salad yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> No soup or salad He goes yes He thought he was saying The super salad So, so really like, big I, salad. I want the super salad <laughs>
2: Super salad please Absolutely <laughs> oh, Someone said Yakima shout out are We're idiots Spokane Um, what I need to know what do you have more confidence in sinking a 15-foot putt for a birdie on 18 or nailing both free throws both for the win
1: free throws for sure
2: yeah I challenge you guys if anyone wants to know I did bring donuts today because I challenged both of these two That they couldn't uh, make a bucket a Recycle bin bucket cr- Crumpled paper uh, Without seeing it So you had to shoot over the studio desk yeah. And both of you did it on your first shot
1: No I did it second
2: Your second shot But I filmed Curtis both
1: Curtis did it first
2: Yeah you guys just yeah. walked away It was like nonchalant Like you did it And you were like What an so, idiot like, Stacy
0: I do this every day in my life
2: but, So yeah, stupid but, yeah. We got some other ones in here uh, Ellensburg is always windy It is windy But I went there for a wedding Or no we drove through there for a wedding
1: I thought you went there. Where's KFB to, B Winery to, speak to the the students? To speak to the youth.
2: I did go to speak to the youths, and I impacted them, and they loved me. Did you I think. go
0: near like the gorge? Yes. Well, we it's like went George <sighs> Washington. Where'd we go?
2: It was there's a winery over there. I went to for a wedding where I don't go. Uh, to eastern Washington a lot, but every time I do I'm like, God, it's so beautiful over here
1: Leavenworth is dope too. Yeah,
2: Leavenworth Oh, Chelan Chelan, always freezing, very beautiful Chelan Chelan is a great time but here's the thing, the lake, because it's like a glacier lake, it's it's always cold, always cold, like without fail, but Chelan is a great time, I love Chelan, they have a great ice cream shop over there 10 out of 10, you should check out Chelan, that's a good family trip highly recommend it.
1: Got a golf course over there I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they've got Your girl right.
2: doesn't golf, so I couldn't tell you, but they have a winery. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they have some wineries. All right, you guys, that'll do it for us today. We are sending you instead to Mariners play-by-play short show for us, and that's it for the week. For Michael Bumpus, for Curtis Rogers, I'm Stacey Ross. Don't go anywhere. Mariners pregame immediately following us. First pitch coming up at 1210.